0: Alright everybody, welcome back to the Agents of Comic Book Podcast. I'm Paul. And I'm Eric. That's right, and we're back here with the conclusion, uh, the the finale of our four-part Doom Patrol series that we were doing here. Um, we're actually going to be skipping ahead a little bit in the book. Um not not that uh, we're going to be skipping over anything that's relevant to this story that we won't talk about. Um so I mean if you haven't read all of it you can follow along with what we're doing.
1: Yeah, I mean there um, are uh, a few aspects that are kind of like mainly just the egg like Ebi- yeah, we we'll, we'll we'll Yeah, we'll talk about that too. We'll
0: we'll skip we'll uh introduce the the con- those concepts a little bit as well. Yeah, yeah when they um, come up or whatever. But we wanted to skip ahead in the story a little bit from what we did last week because this is the story that covers the candlemaker which was like the whole the antagonist of season two of the show, which is yeah. what we're also talking about after that. Um, so, it, it, we wanted to skip ahead so we could get some of that Candlemaker content and see how that relates while there's still time, you know, while the Candlemaker is still relevant uh, for what's going on in the show. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, we're going to be doing that. I mean, we might come back to some of this Middle Ground Doom Patrol stuff later. I mean, there's lots of other adaptations we can, like, you know, find reasons to cover it. They show up in uh, the a- uh, several animated series as well. They show up in that episode. Oh, really? Episode. Yeah, I've uh, just found out recently that the Doom Patrol actually appears in the Teen Titans cartoon
1: holy shit no way yeah the
0: Brotherhood of Evil's in it too like uh, Mala and the Brain
1: really yeah in that like that's the, crazy. The Teen Titans
0: cartoon you're thinking of the Cartoon Network damn one. I
1: probably saw that back in the day and don't even remember yeah Robot
0: it. Man's in it Larry's in it that's um, nuts I think Rita might be I don't I, don't, I haven't rewatched it yet crazy uh, but I've been rewatching that show it, it's mostly pretty it's mostly alright like I like the art art style of it so it'll be interesting to see how they do the Doom Patrol in that art style
1: yeah Teen Titans it, it's a fun show like yeah. it, it's, it's not like anything else like It was less of good, like a comic book
0: show and more of just like a kids it's hanging a kids out cartoon. It would be like a goofy yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that was more of what it was. And that's fine for that, but Oh yeah, for it what it is, it's great. Um uh, but it'll be cool to see uh once I finally get th- there in my rewatch to see what the Doom Patrol looks like. So maybe we will yeah. like come back and cover that sometime if we want to talk about more of this book.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um
0: but if the show gets renewed, what I want to do is cover come back next I we've talked about this a little bit. Come back next year and do like the Rachel Pollack Uh, a little bit of that run and then do a little bit of the gerard wade run as well yeah definitely um so we'll get into all of that and then like i said we're going to be finishing our coverage of the doom patrol season two tv show as well uh all we have left is the final three episodes of the show what an ending it was yeah it was a cliffhanger (laughs) Uh, sadly covid made gave us a cliffhanger but we'll talk about that oh yeah um but i mean seasons have cliffhangers you know lots of shows end on cliffhangers i know but it just makes it the end of the world it makes it
1: that much more salty that they could. We know for sure it could have been less of a cliffhanger. Potentially, right? It's if like it ending, wasn't for a pandemic. Right? It's like
0: <laughs> if Game of Thrones season one ended right at episode nine and then yeah. nothing else. Exactly. It would have been a little less, yeah. But I guess there's precedent <laughs> for it. But we'll talk about it. Yeah. Um, what we're going to talk about first, though, is, like I mentioned, the fi- this is going to be the final arc of this Grant Morrison run. Um, so we're going to be getting into this here. We're going to start at, I mean, mainly where we're going to start is issue 57 through 63, but we wanted there's a couple issues before it that kind of set this arc up that mm-hmm. we want to brush over as well. Um, Just to real quickly get this out for the last time here, the uh, creative team for this run, or at least this arc uh, I'm going to call out, is we mentioned written by Grant Morrison. Uh, Richard Case is the main person on the art team. He does all the layouts and uh, the pencils, but then we also have uh, teaming up with him on the artist Stan Watch, uh, Mark McKenna, and finishes by Daniel Vozo. Uh, colors are by Johnny Workman, uh, who I think we've mentioned before,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and a different letterer this time, Tom Payer. This is later on in the run, so the creative team might have shifted shifted around a little bit.
1: Yeah, man. And these these last like six seven issues, Richard Case just crushes it.
0: Oh, for sure. Spe-
1: most notably, the final issue and like the way he kind of contrasted between the two worlds is insanely good.
0: Yeah, he's really good at drawing like different styles, even within like you know they, they could the two panels could be next to each other, you can tell it's a different world yep. than what you're looking at before. We'll talk about totally. some of that, um, but. But there's, um, there's an issue that sets it up with what Rebus is doing, because Rebus, um, where we've skipped ahead to this point, has kind of left the team for a little bit, doing, uh, doing their own thing. Um, and where we find them, they're on the moon, and they're kind of going through this like trippy vision thing. Uh, there, and we've kind of gotten a little bit of hints as to what's going to happen here. Like the, uh, the aliens like mentioned them at one point and called them like the Oribos, yep. which is like the snake that eats its own tail. Yep. So we've kind of gotten that uh, hint of like a reincarnation tale from Rebus. Yeah, Like definitely. that's kind of what's coming up. And so we see uh, we see them on the moon just kind of going through, like, having all these weird, trippy thoughts and visions. And they even go past, like, the old moon landing and stuff. Yeah, I love that part. And because uh, they're like, uh, Rebus asks, like, well, what did the moon, la- like, what did the people who were in the moon landing see when the cameras turned off? Like, yep. what could they have seen that they didn't tell us about? I love that line. Yeah, that's really cool. And we, we see what, he, uh, what Rebus is seeing is, like, this whole, it's like this giant golden tree. Yeah. But it almost looks like two trees next to each other, almost, like, uh, making love, like, wrapped around each other.
1: Yeah, because rebus it actually means it. I think it, I don't know for sure if it's a um, an alchemy term, but rebus means like chemical marriage, right? Which like it, a lot of like the symbolism behind this is like the you know them coming together and as one and creating like this kind of not you know uh, reincarnation or, or right? Because there's like three thing.
0: personalities within their body right now. Yeah, so it's kind of like that mixture between these three different people, and like we even see like uh, like Larry and. Um Eleanor separated kind of in their vision and they're like, you know, making love as this is going on. So mm-hmm. there's all like
1: something weird going on in like internally that we don't see. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, and if for any Invisibles fans out there, there's Graham Morrison, you'll know about something in the Invisibles, something big that uh, is behind the moon also. I don't know exactly how it kind of connects, but the big one is on um what page is this? Is the thing it's page 8? Um, where it's, there's like the red stop says the red light. And then, um, the line, especially where it says there's a line where it's like tongue on the button to like, uh, start the end of the world. Like that's an exact thing he brings up in the invisibles. Oh, too. interesting. Okay. Cause like, cause the barbelith, it's supposed to be like whenever people have like, um, Uh, Either, like, a psychedelic or, like, an alien abduction scenario, they always see, like, a red light. It's usually a red one, and that means stop, and then eventually it's supposed to... That's kind of your introduction into, like, that world of, like... That's,
0: like, the first sign.
1: Yeah, that's kind of, like, your initiation, almost. But people perceive it as, like, an alien abduction or, like... Right. A traumatic experience, but it's really just Barbelith trying to basically put a download of information into you
0: mm-hmm. did the, the invisibles ca- invisibles came after this right yep okay yeah. that's what a few i thought years after yeah so he so he's kind of like this is him kind of first exploring those ideas and then going back to the invisibles and they're like no now we're really doing it exactly that's yeah. pretty cool yeah
1: yeah like they're not exactly like linked, like ex- like specifically but it's i mean it's they kind within of are. the same we've realm. talked
0: about it a little i mean uh even as just we're, as we're going through it like you found a lot of things to bring up i mean they have two same characters in oh them yeah no k yeah.
1: chalice is like I mean she's in the Invisibles too. She's basically the biggest character in the Invisibles also as right. so, like just just as the same in Doom Patrol too.
0: So that sounds like probably a good book to follow up on if you finish Grant Morrison's Doom Patrol and you kind of to see something similar. Well yeah. that's
1: like I that's what his hyper sigil is. I don't think it Doom Patrol specifically, but it's Flex Mentallo, the Invisibles and The Filth. Like okay. th- those all three of those are pretty much linked together LinkedIn as one themes, in the same yeah. universe that's pretty cool yeah i love it
0: what, what ends up happening is when they're at this tree like this golden tree rebus reaches down and pulls up this like golden egg yeah and they're like we've done it <laughs> <You're> like, <laughs> and you just look at the page you're like
1: what yeah like obviously it's grant morrison like i'm not smart enough to get everything that he talks about mm-hmm. in this but and it's all pretty cool. But no, no, it's
0: cool because uh, that's kind of like the main archetype of the kind of uh, storytelling that we get in this book. Where like the first couple issues will just be like you seeing things and being like, what? What yeah, is this? Exactly, like, this doesn't make sense. But then by the end of the arc, like more pieces will be put on the board for you to kind of start to understand it. Yeah. Because by the end of this arc, I go back and read this issue fifty-four with uh, with Rebus on the Moon, and it makes a little more sense because I understand what oh, the totally. egg is. Yeah,
1: exactly. It's it ends up being Chekhov's egg, pretty much. Right, exactly. <laughs> so you're like,
0: oh, what's this egg going to be? Find out in yeah three totally. months. Yep, yeah, exactly. Um, and then there's also a two-issue arc, uh, which is basically just a, a setup for this Candlemaker story, which is mainly about Dorothy and and Jane. Because um, Dorothy is also starting to realize that uh, this creature that she has in her head, we've talked about her imaginary friends, she has this one called the Candlemaker, who she hasn't told anyone about yet. Because um, she, There's one uh, story that we skipped over where uh, Dorothy has to make a wish to the Candlemaker to get them out of it.
1: Yeah, that's a real messed up part. Yeah,
0: so we, we're not going to go into the whole story because we might talk about it later, but it's that ant farm one we talked about earlier. Yep. Um, so she uses the candle maker to get out of a situation and it kind of just goes back under the rug for a
1: while. Oh, I, I was thinking about the fir- That comes up later. I was thinking of the first time. Like when she, oh yeah, she, yeah we'll the talk first about that wish, the origin yeah. of the candlemaker yeah we yeah. talk about that they
0: go over that a little bit later yeah, oh, yeah. um but she our first encounter with candlemaker is when she makes the wish and yeah then, as far as we can tell like you know several issues after that it almost seems like there's been no consequences but then we get to the end of the run here and the candlemaker kind of comes back in her head yeah and we're like oh shit that's right she did make that wish yeah like, it's, now she time it's, to pay the piper exactly yeah and while this is all going on we do get kind of a story um from Jane as she's kind of like off on her own going like through her origins kind of similar to what we're going to talk about with uh, the well, how what the show did, with her going back to the farm and going into the well and finding like her stuffed animal. Yeah. They kind of have like an... Uh, if you saw that in the show, that's kind of what we see in the, in the story here as well. Though I do think the show's version is a little more uh, detailed, a little more... Um, I kind of like that version better.
1: With uh, the exchange of Miranda and... Yeah, like, like Miranda James. in
0: general. like uh, Miranda as a character is a little more fleshed out in the show. Um, but there's also a lot of setup going on in the background with uh, Kipling as well. Um, we, we mentioned briefly when we, cause we actually got to cover Kipling's story. That was last yep. week. So this is actually a decent transition. This is the next Kipling story. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, Kipling is a, a member of the Knights Templar, which as far as we're told in this book, at least is just a magical organization of a bunch of weird different creatures who all work together to kind of protect the world from magic threats. Yeah. But they do seem like a little morally shady as well.
2: Oh yeah, definitely.
0: Um, but it's kind of cool, like the way uh, Kipling interacts with these people because Kipling is, like we talked about, basically just John Constantine, but less capable. Yeah, and more of an asshole. Yeah,
1: more <laughs> of a coward. Yeah.
0: Um, and so he's kind of just like drinking in, in a corner, trying to stay away from the Knights Templar because he doesn't really really want to do anything. Yeah, it seems um, like he's
1: kind of sick of that whole crowd,
0: right? And so it, it, there's a funny part where like uh, the wallpaper comes alive and like a man comes out of the wallpaper, like uh, and he's like, "Oh shit, it's the Wallpaper Man." It's the Knights <laughs> Templar won't even send someone respectable after me. <laughs> he's like, "You're wanted, Kipling. The Templars want to talk to you."
1: <laughs> yeah, Wallpaper Man seems pretty low on the totem pole. Yeah,
0: <laughs> that seems like a character I want to see in the uh, in the TV show at some point. The Wallpaper Man. Just like I mean, a funny bit character, yeah. I mean,
1: fucking Rita's uh, imaginary like like oh, uh, cutout true. thing is pretty that, similar. That's kind of yeah.
0: That's more like a fucked up uh, wallpaper man. Yeah, yeah we'll talk exactly. about that. <laughs> Um, but yeah so as this is all going on uh, Robot Man is also kind of looking for Jane a little bit too because the last he saw of Jane he knew that Jane was going to go back to the farm and Robot Man doesn't know that her dad is uh, dead dead. for years so he thinks she's going over there to just like fucking nuke the town Mm -hmm. yeah because she's pissed off and he's like trying to stop her but he doesn't realize that it's like you know deeper than he understands yeah so he goes to tell Chief and as he goes back to the uh, the lab this is what sets up the whole arc he sees Joshua he's been shot and he's bleeding on the ground he's like oh fuck like
1: Joshua what's going on like who's Shot you. Yep.
0: And he looks up and. It's time for villain chief, chief with the smoking gun. He's like, I'm right here.
1: Took a little bit longer in the comics than in the show. Oh yeah,
0: the comics save evil chief for like a really last second reveal. It's much yep. different than what the show did. Um, which I'm not sure which way is going to be better. I, I will kind of see um, how what the better way is to play that because part of the part of me thinks that in the show, like a lot of the characters are just kind of like being a little too accepting of chief sometimes. Yeah, like, considering for
1: sure. what he's done. I mean. I know. Obviously, they're in like pretty weird circumstances. I get and doing they definitely it for Dorothy, need. Yeah. They need his help, and obviously, they care about Dorothy still, and she's like innocent and all mm. this. So but yeah it's it definitely makes for some kind of weird it's well, a lot harder to
0: keep the characters tied together I, I, at least in a spot where I'm like yeah okay like I, it takes a lot of you got to kind of meet him halfway there, exactly I think, a little yeah bit. Whereas sure. if you save this reveal for the last second then it's like yeah it's all about to blow up anyway time let's get the truth out yeah exactly Um. so they save this for a last second reveal like we saw like we talked about chief literally like this is like his uh, his Ozymandias moment because yeah. he like uh, restrains Cliff and like you know unscrews the top of his head and makes him like paralyzed because mm. chief mentions like you know I was was never going to let you stop me like I put fail safes in here
1: yeah which I mean Robo man should have stopped coming right
0: <laughs> like when, when it turns out that the person who made your body is an evil scientist you're in a bad spot yeah it's a bad hand um, so he, like I said, he's kind of doing like his Ozymandias thing, where he wants to explain his evil plan because he haven't, hasn't been able to tell anyone about it yet.
1: Yeah, he's he probably just has the rock hardest boner right now. <laughs> yeah, he's like, oh, I can finally do my thing. Right, I've been holding it in so long.
0: And he's got like this pool, like a big swimming pool uh, filled with like these nano machines. And he says he's created like an artificial liquid brain. Basically, he calls it the think tank.
2: Yep,
1: and he, a little he, on the nose. Yep, exactly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's very, it's very Niles Calder. Oh yeah. Um, and he says that he's telling Cliff, like, my plan is to basically use these nanomachines to to take over the world I'll, and I'll create a better one, you know, on, uh, on in my like uh, image and how I think sh- things should be. Yeah. Uh, and he's like, you know, I'll, I'll make everything right. No one will ever suffer again because of what I'm about to do. It's like almost like a very Dr. Doom kind of plan.
1: And I, now I'm thinking about it more. This ties in heavily with the filth, too. Oh, okay. The whole nanomachine idea, that's a very that big part That shows up in, in the a, another
0: the other Morrison book? Okay. Yeah,
1: that's a very large thing in the filth. Nice. They, yeah, they, they almost even kind of look very similar to...
0: Niles Calder, you mean?
1: No, the nanomachines. Oh, and right. Like just the technology surrounding this. Um, and
0: he also drops the bombshell on Cliff, which is something we've known for a little bit in the show, like we just talked about, that he caused the accidents that created the original Doom Patrol. Yep. Um, not Jane, as far as I can tell in this instance, because I, I, maybe I'm missing something. Did Niles Calder wasn't responsible for the gene bomb, we're told, right?
1: I don't, think, um, I don't think he did that. Yeah, it's it's kinda weird how they phrase it because he basically says that like he could the way I took it, it sounds like he could have saved Rita, but he wanted to see what would happen. Well, I'm talking about Jane. Oh, Jane. Well Rita he definitely caused. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh no, Jane, I don't think he had anything anything to do with Jane. Yeah, okay. So that because must just be especially a show thing. When you kinda get on the last issue, that all kind of ties in with like why he wouldn't have anything to do with Jane.
0: That's a good point, yeah. yeah. But yeah, in the show they they mixed that in because I don't know, yeah, I guess they wanted to it makes a lot more sense. Yeah, it to ties in. all in together. Totally. And give Jane yeah. a reason to be on their team. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but she, uh, Chief explains how he caused all of their accidents. We see him like. Uh because he talks about it's kind of similar to what we have in the show where he has this like uh, Victor Frankenstein kind of like idea in his head where he wants to like yep. solve the problem of death essentially he like even a Promethean idea yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he
1: even literally says like he when he read Frankenstein he was inspired by it yep he's like I didn't relate to the monster I related to
0: the doctor I'm yep. like, oh no <laughs> nope, nope
1: yeah like everyone sympathized <laughs> with that monster like there was this awesome doctor that no one gave any credit to
0: <laughs> yeah he's like the kind of guy who watches like Breaking Bad he's like the hero of the story is Walter White yeah exactly like, no <laughs> you're missing the point man <laughs> Missing the point <laughs> completely. Uh, and like the uh, the way he causes uh, Chiefs accident is a little cheesier than the show too. He literally just
1: puts like a tar pit on the on the racetrack at the right time, like Speed Racer. I know that is. Latin. <laughs> I, I think. Um I can't remember when the show first came out or when I first started reading this, but you're like, uh, your idea was way better. Where, like, if he would have had a remote control for, like, the car, just like, <laughs> sitting up in the stands, like, yeah. That's what it should have
0: been. Like, <laughs> vroom, vroom. <laughs> I would have loved that. Oh, you fool. You've gotten in
1: my RC car. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, because that's a horrible plan. Like, you just laid down an oil slick. I mean, I guess he doesn't care if he kills more people than he's planning. The on.
0: art doesn't really imply it, but I'm guessing what he did is he put down the oil slick. Th- way through the race. Yeah, it couldn't I have been. I, I, that's what I have to, because he wanted it to be Cliff. Yeah, a lot of chips would have had to line Cause up. Because he didn't just want a brain. He wanted Cliff's brain. Yeah. Because his whole thing was he wanted like, uh, his whole thing is like this uh, catastrophe theory he's describing where yep. like, Something like you need like a big shake-up event in order to change as a person is what he thinks. Yep. Um, like he, he, his idea is you, there's no way someone could change unless you just destroy them completely and mm-hmm. just make them try to recover from that. And that's what he's doing, creating the Doom Patrol. Yep. So that's why he picked Cliff because Cliff was like just like a loudmouth, kind of like bigoted, asshole race car driver. And he was like, look at this dick. I'm going to try to fix him. Yeah, exactly. Like, Literally, I'm going to create him a body. <laughs> And he's like, look, and you've grown as a person. Like, yeah, yeah how can you, you should thank me? Like, I've done right. great things for you.
1: Yeah, I'm pretty sure it, that's like the worst part to pull it out. Like, you should be thanking me. Yeah, no. <laughs> like, that's when you know you're a complete psychopath. And the whole
0: time, like, Cliff can't say anything. He's been, like, turned off. This is like a clockwork orange kind of thing. Yeah, totally. Um, So he's just, like, sensory, like, paralyzed. You just listen to Chief and say nothing.
1: Yeah, that's probably the hardest part.
0: Yeah. And so he says, like, well, since your thing didn't really work, my goal was to make a second robot man. So I organized the catastrophe of Larry Trainer, But of course, even I couldn't have predicted this negative spirit business. Yep. Um, and then the same thing with Rita, except this part, this part, he says... He literally says the only reason that he bombed Rita was that because he wanted to see like a, a powerful, beautiful woman fall. I was <laughs> yeah. like, Niles, are you the absolute worst human ever?
1: It's like he's so self aware, but he just doesn't care at all. He just doesn't want to, which fix makes himself. him that much worse. Yeah,
0: he's just like the, like a like a mad scientist boomer asshole. Yeah, he's
1: like <laughs> literally. That's
0: why like anytime in the show like they try to tell us Chief is good, I'm never buying. It. <laughs> I know, <laughs> never. And so far, they've proven me right. Oh yeah, <laughs> totally. <laughs> I will never buy for a second that this is a good man. Yep. And then he shows uh, Cliff. He's like, well, see, all these attempts to make a robotic, you know, permanent uh, body replacement haven't worked. But until now, yep. and he shows him like this, like uh, lifeless, kind of just like white eye robot looking thing um, and that walks in. It's got like doesn't even have a face. It's just like a hole. Yeah. And he's like, and this is what it is. He's like, I know it's not much. Like, I wonder if uh, God felt the same sense of anticlimax when he breathed life into dust. This is what Chief <laughs> thinks of himself.
1: Exactly. <laughs> but it's like, I mean, God created... Uh, like us in his own image, I say. So it's like, did he create this robot in his image? No, I mean, Niles Calder
0: basically is a robot.
1: I mean, yeah. That's, so, I mean, maybe. An evil fucking robot. Um, and he's like, of course,
0: God's creation of man was the culmination of his work, but I'm just getting started. Like, <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> yep. Um, but then Niles uh, instantly pay, uh, pays the piper for what he did, yep. uh, because the he doesn't know that the Candlemaker is just tr- looking for any like vessel to like bring himself into the world. Yep. And so he sees this perfect nano machine super soldier. Yeah,
1: you couldn't ask for a better fucking nope. uh, thing
0: to come out of nowhere. So the transition, like the the way that the layouts here like transition him into the Candlemaker is dope because each panel like slowly you see him the body slowly become the Candlemaker to the point where like where you finally get to it you're like whoa shit like I wasn't even expecting these. Two two plots to, like, join each other.
1: Yeah, exactly. Because at first you're like, oh, maybe the machine's, like, malfunctioning. And then it's like, nope, that's the Candlemaker. Yep. Because it literally (laughs) walks up to Chief, rips his head off,
0: (laughs) rolls it on the ground. Yep. So Chief is dead. Goodbye, Chief. Yeah. Rest in peace. It's a
1: quick ending. Oh,
0: yeah. Uh, So he he immediately reveals his evil plan and then immediately gets
1: recompensed for it.
0: Um, Yeah, and it's
1: actually pretty satisfying. It is. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Although it's a little dissatisfying that he got to finish his, like, monologue. Yeah, that's true.
0: <laughs> um, but then sadly for Chief, though, or uh, sadly for Robot Man, I should say, um, he's still trapped. He, like Niles Calder still restrained him he, and his brain is still exposed. So yep. Candlemaker just reaches into his head. Like, you you might be a danger to me while I'm still in this form of manifestation, but you can't move. But you can feel everything. You can see everything. Yep. Um, and you can't move a single inch no matter what I do and rips the brain out of his head, puts it on the ground and squishes and steps on it. Mm-hmm. So that's how that issue ends With and the, he looks up and there's a... the Candlemaker he looks so badass. I love the, the yeah. Kano the design, design for him
1: in this form is amazing. Yeah,
0: I like this a lot better than how he looks in the show. It's just some, something that I think was hard to transition to live action and still have it look you know uh mysterious and threatening especially with a tv show budget yeah that's like
1: unless you're a game of thrones budget hbo like you're not gonna have a lot to work there was
0: always gonna be a big danger of accidentally turning this into just like cgi monster exactly which is kind of what we got um yeah they do they do some cool things with the candle maker they do we'll talk about it
1: for sure it's yeah it's not all bad but this design i
0: think looks better on paper than it does in live action oh yeah hands down Um, And then the next issue we get is actually all from within Cliff's mind because we don't know how it's happening yet. Because we just saw Cliff die; his brain yeah, got squished. Exactly. But we see it's just like a whole like trippy vision of him like going through life, and we see like clips of him as a human. Uh, there's a guest artist on this issue too, Sean Phillips, who's one of my favorite artists. Actually, he's, really, yeah, he does a lot of work with Ed Brubacher, a lot of indie books. Okay. Um, he he did like that criminal book I'm always telling you to read. Oh yeah, yeah. So he guest stars on this issue to draw like this uh this kind of like vision that he's having. So it's nice to have like an, uh, a different artist come in and do what's essentially a different world.
1: Yeah, this is, like, essentially almost a horror issue. Like, it's it's really well done.
0: Yeah, because it's, it's him going through his life, but it's, like, a trippy version of it, like a dream, where, like, time skips, things don't make sense, but he's the only one who kind of realizes that it doesn't make sense.
1: Yeah, he's basically having an inner, like... Uh, turmoil fight with himself because he doesn't understand what's happening and like what he is. Right.
0: He's like talking to his therapist that he keeps having dreams that like that he's a robot. And yeah. Like, no, you're crazy. <laughs> um, the way that he's drawn in a lot of these panels, like, there's one page particularly that I'll post on Twitter that is straight up Brendan Fraser.
1: Oh yeah, there's a lot like, of them go that to, go Like go to go to
0: page uh, nine of this issue. Like that is Brendan Free, oh, yeah. where he's walking through the crowd. Yep, for like, sure. Like I wonder if like the person reading this like looked at the, like at this issue and was like, Holy shit, I know who I'm gonna cast. Yeah, doing the <laughs> casting for yeah. sure. And uh, the, the, the issue ends with him kind of like, uh, it's almost like, have you ever read that story online? I, I think it's almost like copy pasta of like the person who fell and hit their head on the ground and they lived like a whole life, like imaginary life. And then like one day they looked at a lamp and it started like shaking and they were like, wait, what if I'm not in real life? And they touched the lamp and then they woke up from when they hit their head. So it's like they lived a whole life. Yeah, yeah. In, in, like, I don't think I've
1: heard that specific one, but I've that's heard a what lot this reminded like me of.
0: I think it's like a Reddit copy pasta <laughs> because like a robot man is sitting or, or uh, cliff, I should say, yeah. is sitting on on a chair and he's just like, I know I'm a robot. I'm gonna prove it to him, whatever it takes. And he takes a razor and cuts his arm open. Yep. And he sees like wires and gears under his arm, and he's like, Oh fuck!
1: Oh fuck! I knew it. <laughs> yeah.
0: And he like kind of collapses, like when like his reality's breaking. That's why it kind of reminded me of that. Um, and like it kind of goes to this like white. Like almost like uh, when you turn on a TV, like on the wrong yeah, channel. Yeah, like TV the, static. Yeah, exactly. And um, there's this creepy face that like shows itself on the side, and yeah, it's like, I help. I
1: love that, like drawing.
0: Yeah, it's like help me. I'm a human being. Right as Cliff leaves and like kind of goes to wake up. Um, what was your take on what that face was? Because I wasn't sure on that.
1: I mean, you don't think it's just kind of Cliff, like, like that's in what the I void? thought at
0: first. Was it could be Cliff, but I also thought like it could be maybe like Chief. Like, make, like, if Chief, because I think Rachel in the Rachel Pollack run, that's kind of how Ch- uh, uh, Chief survives as well, is he's, like, in that machine.
1: Oh, really? So, I
0: don't know. Oh, I, with, I thought, like, his
1: disembodied head? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, thought I could maybe, see that.
0: It's either that or, like, Cliff's, like, splitting reality.
1: Yeah, I could see that.
0: One of the two, yeah.
1: Oh, no, you could be right, because as he's, like, making the transition, like, it literally says, please help me, don't go. Yeah. So, that could be Chief kind of hanging in limbo. That's why,
0: because like. at first I thought, it like, you thought it was layer, uh, Cliff, but then yeah. it's, like, Unless it's too like uh, Cliff disagreeing with himself, like part of him is saying stay here and part of him oh, saying leave. Yeah, pos- that could it, be it. Yeah, too. it could be a lot of different things. I mean sure. it's it's Doom Patrol, so they don't spell it out. Yeah, exactly. Um
1: But and it's a, but with Graham Morrison, like it could there's a good possibility it could be either or. Yeah, it's like, well
0: open to interpretation <laughs> exactly. Right? Um, but then th- we see him getting pulled out of this vision, and he wakes up back in his body, and it's Kipling in front of him. And he's like, oh, you're awake, finally. <laughs> yeah. He's like, wait, what happened? <laughs> Have like, a good nap? My brain got smashed. Like, what's going on? Is this real? And he's like, oh, yeah, your brain got smashed. It's on the ground right there. It's fucking gross. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: but luckily, uh, the chief backed up your memory.
0: Yeah, so there's like a backup of his brain that just floppy dissed into the back of his head.
1: Yeah, no, he said there was a compartment, like, in his chest or something, and then he just, like, put yeah. it in the computer, and then voila
0: kind of like uh krakoa with the x-men like create mind backups yeah in case exactly you die. yeah
1: yeah like he even says like yeah like you're basically immortal you just have to be sure to keep up on your updates yep that's exactly <laughs> what happens with krakoa yep. yeah totally <laughs> like it's almost the same yeah uh, and he even has uh chief's head is still there and kipling's like oh he didn't make it huh yeah <laughs> holding up his head exactly but i mean cliff's stuck in a robot body at least krakoa you get to be born from like weird metapods oh that's true yeah yeah <laughs> Um, and Kipling
0: is just the fucking worst in this arc because he like the whole like the world is ending and he's handling it like the worst way you possibly could. Like, oh yeah. He's just like drinking as much as he can and blaming everyone else. Yep. Like even like even Dorothy like she's a little kid and she's like I'm sorry I didn't mean to do this like the candlemaker's free like I only did it to save my friends and he's like you yeah, little twat
1: yeah the whole time he's just like you piece of shit I know you know something yeah you're like, working with him aren't you
0: Kipling you fucking dick what yeah. are you doing
1: yeah he gets called out a couple times but he's still just a dude yeah when about Jane it. comes back I like when Jane comes back oh, in yeah. the
0: story because Jane is like hates kipling so much yep. is always giving him shit i love jane yeah she <laughs> knocks him down a couple yeah and there's like a funny part too because they use uh danny is like a part of the doom patrol pretty much at this point so danny like teleports them around yeah and so like when danny gets reintroduced to uh to cliff uh danny's like oh bona tivada. like mr Steele, how are you and he's like not good
1: danny <laughs> bad timing N- not good just learned i'm no longer any part human also the world might be ending so oh, right. yeah
0: and we see uh they they uh, danny teleports him to new york and Cliff looks up, and it's like the whole. It's not quite a city on fire, but it almost looks like that. It's almost like a city covered in black soot. Yeah, like, it kind of looks normal behind it, but it looks like it should be on fire.
1: Is what I would describe it as. Totally, yeah. And it's. And I'm going to go back to the invisibles again, but in there's a thing called the Black College where it, um, it's. You know, basically the world between our world and it's what is like slowly poisoning our world. Yeah. So and and it
0: looks like the, a Lovecraft kind of like side dimension that's very close. Yeah, yeah. exactly.
1: And it's it's interesting because the art actually looks very similar, except in the invisibles, it's more just kind of a black and white gradient. Where, yeah. But it's almost the same kind of fuzzy like kind of texture.
0: Right, like a fuzzy filter. Yep. Um, because what, what, what Kipling describes it as is the psychic apocalypse is what's happening because they go through New York and a lot of people are just going through normally. Like they don't react at all. They're just like, yeah, it's normal. Like these people are acting fucking weird, but whatever. Yeah. Um, cause it's like people who are sensitive to like the paranormal who are being, who are reacting first. Yeah. And like, like,
1: and people on like drugs and shit.
0: Yeah. Like people who are like mentally, uh, open to. Two ideas, I kids. guess. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Yeah, kids, too. Yep, lots of different things. Like, there's a person with, like, a sign that says the end is nigh. Yeah, He's like, I
1: always knew it would be doomsday, but when it came, <laughs> I wasn't ready. Yeah, no one believed me. Yep. So it's like, oh, sucks for him. Like, he was finally right. Yeah, no, I, I really like this concept because, it's, yeah, it's basically like a physical like a manifestation of like the zeitgeist and the the human like uh collective unconscious almost Yep. so it's like basically the candle maker he starts out by destroying like the 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 collective unconscious of of everyone and then that's when you can destroy at at that point it's easy yeah then it's just stuff. yeah the battle is basically won at that point you just gotta go through the task of doing it
0: um but this also makes it like the perfect job for the doom patrol too because even if the justice league showed up here they would just be like yeah you know, yeah. a, a couple of like maybe there's the suit, the, like maybe Diana or like Zatanna or something, but like would understand. But, yeah. Like, that's but, what the Doom Patrol is for. The weird shit.
1: Yeah. The, everyone else will just be walking around like, why is everyone freaking out? Like, settle down. Yeah. Like, we'll stop this mugger. <laughs> right. like That's not the point. <laughs> that guy's doing drugs.
0: And uh Jane shows up uh, right in like as they get to New York. She's like, I'm back. Like, I came to help you guys. And she explains like she went back to the well and kind of uh uh integrated like she's like she's essentially just Jane now is how she describes it. Um, like She says she still has the other personalities, like, they're still there, but they all work together to be one person now. Like, we yeah. all, it's like, we are Legion. Yeah, exactly. It's like, we're we're all part, we're all in this together, and, like, we all have a say. Yeah, they're all in unison. Yeah, so instead of taking turns changing, they're all gonna be, like, one voice. Yep. Um, But that also leaves her without her powers, is what she describes. So Cliff is like, well, if you're without your powers, like, yeah. you came back to help, like... Literally uh, the sorry.
1: worst timing ever. <laughs> yeah,
0: and she's like, "Well, I mean, I came back to help you. Like, I'll help you. Let's do this. We're the Doom Patrol." Like, she's got the spirit there. Oh yeah, no, like, she's got the fire, and she, and she wants to help. And but uh, Cliff's like, "No, you stay here. You stay safe." And she's like, "But the whole reason I came back was to help you." It's kind of like, oh.
1: yeah, I know. It's it's really sad, actually."
0: Yeah, and so he's like, "No, I got to go do this myself." And go and jumps into the building after the candlemaker and just gets ripped to shreds. Yep. Um, and like the art with the candlemaker is is really dope too, because he has like this eye in the mi- like a third eye open in the middle too, which looks yeah. awesome. And it like, shoots out, like, rays of light. Yep. And so Cliff is just getting bodied by the Candlemaker. You know, he's doing his best. I think he knows he doesn't have a chance, but that's when uh, Rebus shows up. Yeah, he clutches it. Yeah, it's like a full-page badass uh, page turn here where it's like, I have no intention of repeating myself, (laughs) Candlemaker. Let him go. Uses the negative spirit to kind of do battle with the Candlemaker. That was pretty well at the beginning. Yeah, it, it, that's what you think it's going to be. It's like Rebus is going to show up and the battle's going to be won. Yep. Um, but then the candle maker just reaches into into Rebus and just disintegrates the whole body.
1: Yeah, it ends up just, like, literally just bones. Yep, and so Cliff at this point is like,
0: we're fucked. We're absolutely <laughs> fucked. Like, <what laughs> There's literally no do? options. Yeah. Kipling's not going to do shit. No, absolutely. Yeah, Ki- Kipling is fucking useless. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and the next issue actually uh, opens up with the origins of the Candlemaker, which we haven't gotten to this point. This is like the where we're getting like where he
1: started. Yeah, this part was terrifying
0: because um, the Candlemaker is, when you boil it down, just another one of Dorothy's creations. It's just a thing she thought of like a, a childish idea yep. and because she's such she's afraid a power, of the dark Yeah, because she's such a powerful psychic whatever she thinks of becomes real yep. um, in the show they kind of make it more like the candlemakers like some actual being that existed which is yeah, a little their weirder inter- to me their
1: interpretation of Dorothy is a little interesting because it, it makes it seem like all her imaginary friends are just like Kind of ancestral, myth- mythological beings yeah, I don't that think she created down. any of them I don't yeah. think so
0: either Yeah, the show does it differently But in this, she's just a psychic Who could accidentally creates things yep. Which I think is like a more interesting idea for horror Because then you can create more things Oh yeah, like definitely If something new scares you All of a sudden, oh, don't think of it Don't think of it yeah, Don't think of it Totally like that's, that's fucking terrifying yep. like You could never watch a horror movie if oh, you were never. Dorothy, <laughs> Absolutely not <laughs> Like you, you watch Halloween, and all of a sudden there's a knock at your door. Like, oh fuck,
1: Dorothy, turn it off. <laughs> yeah, just bring all like the the like famous horror icons to life. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Freddy Krueger's like, I'm here. <laughs> right. Um, we get
0: Dorothy. It's like her farm. Uh, we don't know where she lives. It's somewhere in the Midwest. It's just like a big open farm. Yeah, it's your typical Midwest. And she's being bullied by these uh, these kids at her school, and they're you know just calling her ugly, beating her into the dirt. You know, um, and she's like, yeah, they've they've done horrible things to me uh, just over the years, and I hate them for it. And, and so like because. She she, like is being abused by these kids she just like is struggling for like any kind of like no resistance any kind of like thing she can do to stand up to
1: them mm-hmm. honestly and- though fuck these kids i totally forgot about this they like hang her cat i forgot about that panel oh yeah there's a do. panel where they literally hang her cat yeah that these kids are absolutely fucked yeah very much so yeah they're, 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 i mean i don't know if he deserved what he got but it's there's a so shit <laughs>
0: Um they because and she's like just sitting here like you know af- after they kill her cat, she's like, you know I, I just I just hate him so much i I just wish he would stop yeah I, I just wish it that's all that's all I wish. yep, and then that's when she goes to like the astral plane and it's just this table in the middle of a room and the yeah, candle-maker's it's an awesome sitting scene at yep, the candle just sitting at the table. he's like, oh you you wish this, huh? yep, here's a candle make a wish mm-hmm. and she does because she doesn't know what this is yet. she's just like, okay. If you'll make him go away whew, yep, and blows the candle. And then the next day, like uh, where the scarecrow used to be is the kid who uh, w- was pushing her and making fun of her and killed her cat. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to describe what happens to this kid. Yeah. He's strung up like a scarecrow, yep. but it's like his intestines and like his insides have been wrapped around him like he was almost strangled by him.
1: Yeah. And like and, and like tied up with them. I think she even describes it in a part where like because he's basically uh, disemboweled and then she said like the vines were pretty much intertwined through his entire body. Yeah. And no one knows how. Yeah. So he, <laughs> so
0: he got swamp thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's not it's not pretty. Nope. Uh, so that's when she knew like I can never make a wish again. Yeah. So the fact that she had to go back and make that wish during that ant farm story shows how dire she thought exactly, it was. Yeah. She's like this thing is bad news. We don't have any choice. Like I got to do it.
1: Yeah, I mean, at the time it was the right move, but yeah, this the the consequences. That's how she feels now. She's
0: like, "Yeah, I saved us all then, and now we're just gonna die anyway." I'm I'm the stupidest girl alive, and and Kipling's like, "Yeah, you are." And I'm like, "Fuck you, man." (laughs) Yeah, fuck you, dude. And and Jane has some great panels, like talking shit to him. I love that because Kipling tells Jane to shut up at one point, and she's like, "Oh no, you fucking don't!
1: Don't tell me (laughs) to shut up, Kipling. I'm warning you. Don't start shit with me." yeah but then luckily kipling gets his comeuppance right away
0: yeah the candle maker jumps down and like literally burns the skin on his left arm or his yeah, right arm it's off just
1: like pure bleached bone
0: yeah, and he look he just looks over at his, his bone arm and he's like oh fuck he just <laughs> yeah, pukes <Christ>. immediately yeah <laughs> he's like oh fuck i can't even look at it oh yeah. god he's oh like, yeah that'd, that'd be rude that'd yeah, be a little brutal yeah that would not be good
1: uh, but, but kipling's also a fucker so you know fuck him <laughs> yeah exactly i mean he's pretty wasted at this point he probably didn't feel too much yeah, that's, that's exactly <laughs> what he says he's like i need a drink don't look at my arm i, just <laughs> I mean, need a drink i don't blame him for
0: that uh, but cliff says basically that he's thought of a plan and he tells danny to teleport him to um over to uh magnus's like house or yeah magnus uh, magnus we've talked about him a little bit what is uh an old school dc character he created the metal men hmm. um, the metal men are just like these uh android robots you know i'm tungsten i'm copper yeah. i'm silver and they all <laughs> have different powers yeah yeah um so it's just like a cheesy golden age idea so he takes Magnus there. He's like, Magnus, I need your help. Like, this thing's fucking us up. And he uses one of the robots to, like, fight off the Candlemaker as they escape. Because um, Magnus, they need a tech genius for what's going on. Because the body that the Candlemaker has is the body that Chief made, that cybernetic android. Yep. So I think Cliff's thinking is, that's our in. You know, the Candlemaker manifested himself in this body, and that's like that's something we have control over—is that body. We mm-hmm. can't stop the Candlemaker, but maybe we can stop that thing that Chief made. Yep. Um, so they they need Magnus for this because he's the only one who can figure that shit out.
1: Oh yeah, but we missed the Jane part where he, he like sends Jane to the void. Oh yeah, we did skip over that
0: part too because Jane uh, does try to stand up to the Candlemaker, but the Candlemaker says he's going to send her to hell.
1: Yeah, which she's like death isn't even that bad. Like I'll show you something worse. Yeah, like death is afraid of me, and I'll
0: show you why. I'll send <laughs> yeah. you to hell, and Jane. <laughs> He's like, oh no, like please don't. And Cliff's like, don't want like Jane like uh, no matter where you go, I'll find you. Like yeah. I, I'm not letting you go again. Yep. and so Jane is gone. She like blips out of existence. So like Candlemaker says, he sent her to hell. Yeah, so, so that's so what we're left with. Serious assume. business. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> not so, great. So now it's just Cliff and Magnus and Danny, and I guess Kipling. Yeah, if, if that counts. Yeah, if it does. I don't even think. He, I think he's pretty much like drunk and passed out. I think he like he's useless. He's, he's even more useless
1: count. than he normally is now.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but they teleport themselves back to uh, to Chief's base where the think tank was, mm. and Magnus says that he can hack it. Like he can turn the body off. All we got to do is get there. So their job is just like literally, we have to press the button. Like that's all it's down to. But then the candlemaker shows up and tries to stop him. Um, but the only the only way they get out of it is Kipling actually shows up. He he. He does do something here. Yeah,
1: he kind of clutches it. He
0: does because he shows up with a shopping cart. <laughs> it's like a giant egg. It's the one that <laughs> yeah. Rebus found in the moon. Yep. And he's like, quite frankly, I don't think I'll be. I don't think you'll be killing anyone. I've got <laughs> something for you. <laughs> and the, the candlemaker is like the stand-in for the audience. He sees the egg and he's like, what?
1: <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like the fucking uh, the man. It's like, what the hell is that? You know what it is, bitch. <laughs> <laughs>
0: And the egg hatches, and, and it's Rebus. Rebus is back. The egg was was Rebus uh, themselves. Yeah, because they hatched out of it, and they're like, "No, this is reincarnation. Like we, this is what we had to do. Like yep. you had to kill the old body to make the new one." Yep. Uh, And then Rebus, with their new kind of fresh power, destroyed the Candlemaker's body uh, and then activate the button so it can't replicate itself. Yep. Um, And then they're like, we did it. We beat the Candlemaker. The world is saved. Yeah. uh, (laughs) Game over, right? And then Magnus is like looking at the computer and he's like, Niles, Niles, what the fuck have you done? (laughs) (laughs) Because now that they've had to activate this machine, they've also activated Niles' program. Yep. And Niles' program, like you talked about, was basically nano Armageddon. Yep. And so they've stopped one Armageddon, and now the other one's about to happen. And, and yeah, rough timing. Yeah, Cliff is like, can we just have a day? Does this all have to happen in one day? <laughs> or like an hour. <laughs> yeah, Give me, let me sleep. Yeah, something. I haven't even gotten to think about the fact that I lost my brain. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but the only way they had to get out of this, like, they're just sitting around here panicking because they have, like, seconds to try to fix this. Yep. And And Cliff's like... Like, my body is, like, I'm, I'm a computer program right now. You can mm-hmm. you can take me out and put me back in the computer. I was in there before. Just, yeah. just put me back in. I'll try to fix it. Yeah, take it out from the inside. Um, and so he's like, it's the only idea I've got, and puts Cliff back in the machine where he was. And uh, there's some panels here which I thought were interesting on the reread here, because when he first goes in, he sees, like, a long staircase that goes down through, like, a black void. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of like what we saw in the show with uh niles's base that he had in danny the street that he
1: was keeping dorothy in yep
0: yeah for sure Because this is kind of similar this is like uh niles like fortress that we're seeing almost yeah because uh cliff is like descending down it down the staircase and l- runs into uh, Cl- uh chief's disembodied head mm-hmm. um so that, that's what that kind of reminded me of i think they took that visual from this part in the comic and uh, this is almost why I thought that Chief was still in the machine because the 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 Chief that's talking to Cliff here seems a little bit more than just Cliff's imagination of Chief. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like this feels like Chief himself talking to Cliff because he's telling he's like defending his plan. He's like, "No, like Cliff, I would have given you a whole new body with an organic uh, whole body. Like I would have restored you like, yep. using these nano machines. Anything was possible with these nano machines." Yep. And so Cliff, like for a second, has like a moment of regret, and then he's like. Nah, and, like, kicks the the flower pot, which is Niles'
1: head like, <laughs> off the railing and goes through the door. Well, and, like, with that, like, you have to assume, you know, if, if uh, Cliff's, you know, memory was backed up, on Chief's computer, then I feel like at some point she probably would have done the same for That's himself. That's what I'm thinking too. Yeah. yeah, and and I'll tell you, like based on what I've
0: read from Rachel Pollack's run, is mainly why I have this theory. Okay. Um. So I I, th- I think that there is something there, at least something that was discovered later. Gotcha. Um. But as as Cliff goes through this door, there's a really interesting page that we get here, and I almost want to quote this word for works It's hard to kind of get what they're going for here without reading it yourself.
1: Because
0: mm-hmm. um, he goes through, and it's almost like his consciousness is being ripped away from him, like his sense, like his sensory feelings. It's like we talked about before, sensory deprivation. Yep. Um, Yeah, it's basically an ego death, right? Because he says it's like everything is is going. He says everything's going wiped out, like chalk on a blackboard. Names, faces, places, all erasing themselves. Uh, It's mind breaking fragments, charring away. no sound, nothing left, and it all goes away, and it's like it literally it restores itself and and it says that it's boyhood summer through the window, uh saddest and most perfect day, going out leaves, flickering leaves, so it's almost like uh it's almost like it's just he's existing in this ethereal place, and like he it starts out like a nightmare, you know everything's being ripped, it's like how we do. I compare it to that issue that we had where it was just him as a brain when yeah. Mala and the brain broke in. Yep. Because it's like it's like at first it's horrifying, like mm-hmm. everything is too much, like you can't understand it. But then you kind of make peace with it and kind of, and then it's almost like you're in heaven, kind of. Yeah. You just kind of let
1: go and like ride it. And then you just like, and then it's just
0: a summer, warm summer day for the yep. rest of it. So it's almost kind of like this. Uh, at first it's shocking, and then it's like heaven. Yep. And so they um, they pull him out of the machine, and they're like, "You did it! Like you stopped the the nano machines. Like whatever you did worked." And then it cut. Pretty quickly, like we don't even get like a five years later, but it's impl- it's like implied that it's been like five months. Yeah, because we cut later and it's uh Cliff at the uh, like an asylum looking for for Jane, because he's going all over these places where Jane like you know where records of Jane are, like mm-hmm. trying to find where she might have gone. Yep, and uh, he can't find anything. And the doctor like is kind of like also trying to explain to Cliff what happened to him in that machine. And he's like, uh, you know, it's an interesting experience you had, like the state of being while you were inside that computer must have been similar to what Buddhists call uh, Samandi. Uh, many people devote their entire lives to achieving such states. You should be privileged. And it's just Cliff like sitting like on it, like on the stairs, just like with his head in his hands, like, yeah, privileged.
1: Yeah, it's just like, yeah, whatever. You have
0: no idea what the fuck you're talking about, man. <laughs> And there's an interesting part here with Danny too, um, because Cliff, uh, is kind of like in this rut, and Danny shows up to try to cheer him up because that's Danny's thing. He wants uh, Danny wants everyone to be happy. Oh yeah. So Danny shows up, and uh, we kind of get Danny's origin here too, which is interesting mm-hmm. because this is something that's just barely touched on. You get just little bits of it, and we haven't gotten any of it in the show so far.
2: Yeah, exactly. Um,
0: so if you're if you're if you haven't read the book, this part will be interesting too. Because Danny describes uh, the origin, like like uh, Danny's like, listen, love, I'll tell you where I came from. Mm-hmm. And, and it started out, it was a wonderful world, a strange world where anything could happen. And it's, we see this like uh, it looks like um, the Wizard of Oz, almost like giant mushrooms that are all rainbow colors and like yep. a, a brick road, and like people are sleeping under under it, like the Smurfs. Mm-hmm. Um, and Danny's like, yeah, people had different names for it—Neverland, Wonderland, Oz—but but they, they, you know, it was all Danny. You know, it was all us. Yep. Um but slowly, you know, as as the world evolved, um, I don't know how, but the world, like uh, this Neverland, this Oz started to shrink. I don't know if it's because people stopped believing in it in it or maybe the world just got dirtier and more evil, but it started to shrink and become smaller and smaller and smaller until it was just a street, a traveling street. But it at one point was Oz, like this one like literally Oz, like a traveling Wonderland. yeah, which is crazy. Yeah. And so Danny is able to expand. like once you're in Danny the street, you are in Danny the World. We see Danny the World, like it's almost like a psychic planet that you have to go into Danny to get to. Yeah. And like you could live there like forever, like and just be part of Danny. Mhm. Um, that that's I think what is essentially what the Dannysons are, like they live in Danny the World and you just see them on Danny the Street. Yeah, exactly. So that, that's a that's a really cool concept when you zoom out and you see that. Like yeah, now we live in Wonderland where everything's strange and wonderful all the time. Yeah, exactly.
1: Like you can live in Danny the World too, like it's just a state of mind. Yep. So
0: Danny's showing up and being like Cliff, like I know you're in the dumps, like I know a kind Of, like, a lot of your friends are gone, but if you want to, you'll be happy here forever. Yeah, like, like
1: I'm a, you, your if, friends are still here, yeah, man.
0: You're welcome. Yep. And, but, you know, uh, I think Cliff is like, yeah, I mean, it'd be great to be here, but like, not when there's still people missing. Like, mm. Jane is like in hell for all I know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, literally in hell. Like, it's hard to shake that one off. Yeah, that's rough. Um, but like the one encouraging thing is like Rebus uh, is is talking to Larry and uh, Rebus is, Rebus shows up and he's talking to Cliff and Rebus mentions like uh, it seems like Rebus knows more than is, than they're letting on yeah because for sure Rebus is like yeah I can't stay here like I have things to do but don't worry about Jane just trust me don't worry about her Yep. and then flies off and Cliff's like I don't know what the fuck that means the fuck man yeah. <laughs> like why would you say that right um but the final issue is all about Jane we find out what happened to her and it's literally Jane in like an asylum again. Um, and it's almost like uh, like she's being gaslit the whole time into thinking that she has lost her mind. Like you know, like all everything she's imagined with the Doom Patrol has been fake. Yeah, uh, it's almost like they're trying to put like a Shutter Island twist on us right here. Exactly. Yeah. Sorry to spoil Shutter Island for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Only 15 years too late. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, like, it's all about Jane imagining this world, like, while she's in this asylum, she's imagining a world like... Uh, the
1: Empire of Chairs. Yeah,
0: an Empire of Chairs at war with, like, an Empire of, of Keymasters, which is, are, like, these uh, these sol- these soldiers that kind of look like the Scissormen. Yep. Um, but they're holding, like, giant keys. And Jane describes, like, yeah, they won't stop until they've unlocked all the mysteries and made everything, like, you know, the answers to everything. And they know everything, and there's no mysteries left. Yep. Um. So the story is kind of like Jane creating the story in her head of the key, the key makers, and the and then the army of chairs for like what's going on with her mm-hmm. because all these people keep trying to like probe her mind and figure her out and figure like what is your trauma tell me yeah um and she's like you know like stop like stop probing me you don't need all the answers like yeah, it's, exactly. it's not none of your business frankly yeah. Th-
1: this isn't how you cure something like you don't need to unlock every secret to get to the root of everything
0: right and it's almost like part of it too is almost about like a little bit of this book in general too it's like not,
1: not everything needs to be answered yeah
0: like sometimes what makes something good is the wonder of it like totally, the mystery yeah. yeah absolutely so it's like a good like a lot of people it's probably also kind of almost a response to what a a lot of people why a a lot of people probably don't like this book Mm because they're probably like they probably read this book and like i don't understand what's going on it's all nonsense it's all random yeah you know like why don't they explain this part this part should be explained and it's like no it it shouldn't be you shouldn't have to unlock everything to enjoy like there's mysteries and that's why it's interesting yeah exactly yeah very david Lynchy. yep and so uh, she's she's in this asylum, and like the doctor who's trying to treat her is like trying to figure out what parts are real. And uh, and, and the asylum where she's at is very old school too. Oh yeah, uh, because the doctor is like uh, we're we're told is like trying to reprove uh, electroshock therapy. Yeah, because the, the like the doctor who's treating Jane like tells him like this has been disproved. Like you're crazy trying to do this. And he's like, no, it's a good strategy, and I'll I'll prove everyone wrong.
1: Yeah, it's basically just the easy way out. Yeah. Cause like yeah, Cause you, then you yeah, you can you can hear quote unquote cure someone doing that, but you basically just make them a zombie. Yeah, so
0: you've your job is over, I guess. but yeah. you fucked it up exactly.
1: Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, no, um, this is going back to what I said earlier about how Richard Case just kills this. Like cuz all the sh- all the scenes when Jane's in the asylum, it's like just completely g- like kind of almost gray where there's absolutely like l- very little amount of colors, but then when she's in the other world with the chairs and like this war happening, like it's very vibrant and like very well like right. drawn
0: out. Because like it's like that's the dull world. That's yeah. that's our world. That's yeah. where everything's boring and explainable. Exactly. And, like, even when she's released from the asylum, like, the doctor hears, like, uh, I heard she just went on to live a normal life. You know, I I heard that. Yeah, she um, became, like,
1: a cashier at, like, a convenience store.
0: Yeah, like, there, there's a whole page in here where I was, like why you gotta keep insulting me like that because she's like she had a job she worked all day then she watched tv then she slept
2: like,
1: yeah why do you gotta come after me like that <laughs> I, know. I feel personally attacked <laughs> it's
0: like, there was no wonder left no mysteries no adventures
1: right it's like i mean maybe it wasn't a bad life i mean there's people that have worse but it didn't sound too great
0: yeah and then it, it, it all of that ends with her leaving a note on the lamp and the note says it's not real and yeah. she wa- and then, oh, this is so good because she walks out to the bridge. It's still the dulled colors, like the real life colors. And she's out at the bridge, and, and uh, the person who, like the person who's telling us the story, is that doctor. So the doctor doesn't know what happened. Yep. She's like, yeah, all, all we know is that she went out to the bridge, and, and then we don't know what her happened. Body. Or, there was never a body. We, we're guessing she jumped, but we don't know. Yep. Um. But what we see happen is she's out at the bridge. And then uh, in the like, she's thinking about jumping because she thinks she's not in the real world. Mm-hmm. She's like, if I kill myself, I'll go back to the Doom Patrol. Like this is not real. Like I'm in a dream. Yeah. She wants to like Inception herself. Yeah, basically. Um. But then right before she does, she looks over to the left and it's Robot Man. He found her. And it's like, Jane, it's me. And this mirrors, like, the first issue of this whole run. Yep. Because they're coming they're out of the rain. Yep. Because when we first met Cliff and Jane, they were standing in the rain, and the hangman's daughter was doing a painting that all got ruined in the rain, and, and she got sad about it. Yep. And then Robot Man was like, no, it's okay. Let's just come in out of the rain. Mm-hmm. And that was the first time they met. Yep. And so now we get this scene of the flip side, uh, like, him going to Jane, like, on the on the in the rain in the dull world. And he's like, no, no, no. It, like... We're we're here. We've always been here. Like
1: and and he repeats the line. He's like, we're going home now. Come in out of the rain. So I've seen theories where people think that this is actually the first interaction between Cliff and uh, Jane. I guess you could take that. I mean, literally only because of the setting and the line. But I I don't know if I'd make that exact like connection. Yeah,
0: if I had to guess, I'd say the story is supposed to make you think that exactly. But that's only because like the story's almost gaslighting you when you're Mm -hmm. reading it because you're like, no, you're crazy. That none of that happened. Yeah, totally. (laughs) Yeah. So because I think that's like what we're getting here. At least my interpretation is that they found Jane, didn't understand who or like what she was. Yeah. And then they were like, no, of course, what you're saying is ridiculous. And like, no, like you should. Conform to like this normal world, yeah, where, like that exists because that's all there is, and you're dumb yep, for thinking like, any, anything else.
1: Because the candle maker wasn't lying when he said she he was gonna send her to hell, that's like, what that I think was hell. interesting. yeah, especially <laughs> considering
0: Jane's past, she's been in an asylum before, yep. so the candlemaker maker probably like read her mind and yep. was like, I'm gonna send you to your hell, exactly. And yeah. Sucked her away, and Cliff had no idea what was happening, yep um so so that that's just a really great way to end it because cliff takes her back to to danny they live happily ever after in danny the world yep so that's a great ending to this run i love that yeah if that the first time you read that issue
1: if you don't tear up a
0: little you are like you have no soul
2: yep I, (laughs) I, i love
0: that that idea of like you know what's the harm in like you know wanting to live and like wanting to experience these, you know, these other things, you know, and, and fuck you if you kick over anyone's bucket who enjoys it. Yeah. Like there's a better world. Yeah. There's a better world. There has to be. Yeah. That's the final line. I'm like, I love that. I know. I love it so much. So yeah, that's a great way to end the run. Uh, like I said, we'll, we'll probably come back to this and do some of those mid-stories sometime later. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I wanted to get to this because this is just, uh, along with the Candlemaker stuff, I love the stuff with like uh, with Cliff and Jane especially. Oh,
1: yeah. It's all great.
0: Um, but that'll bring us to uh, what we're going to be doing next, which is talking about what's left of uh, Doom Patrol Season 2. It's not going to be as much as I was hoping because this is like we talked about. We've been talking about it since we started talking about Season 2. It's a short season. Yep. Um. i so Almost half. Yeah, because like, we had 16 or 15 episodes last season. 15, yeah. Yeah, so this is, yeah, like you said, almost half. Yep. For a little ba- behind-the-scenes background, like, this season would have been 10 episodes. Yeah. It was planned to be 10 episodes, but they literally could not make the 10th one mm-hmm. because COVID stopped yeah, production. production. Got yeah,
1: slowed down. So,
0: a-, a lot of people are upset because the show ends on a cliffhanger. We'll talk about that, but- mm-hmm. We could have gotten nothing. Exactly. Yeah. yeah no, it, I'm still
1: happy for what yeah. we got. Like, as as a whole, it was still a solid season. Right. Because
0: I mean, th- this show, like, if you think about the timing, we got super lucky with this show. Oh hell
1: yeah! If, like, it just barely missed the cutoff. If production would have been slower by like a month,
0: yeah, like we might not have gotten the season at all. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So they got it in just under the wire yep. before the yep. pandemic started. So grateful for that much at least. Oh yeah. Um, but the episodes we're going to be covering today are Dumb Patrol, Dad Patrol, and the finale, which was called Wax Patrol. Uh, Wax Patrol. Yeah. Um, Dumb Patrol, I, I liked a lot because it kind of felt like a like a goofy kind of like a, Doom Patrol. The show has a good way of making these weird concepts almost like uh, and flip them into like almost therapeutic char- character situations. Oh yeah, because the idea of this episode is that there's like this parasite that eats like intelligence, yeah, uh, and then like becomes super powered off of like your your thoughts. Yep, um, and so it makes is a side effect it turns everyone dumb yeah yeah. which is hilarious because everyone keeps making bad decisions
1: which just hurt their own lives yeah because before you find out what's happening everyone is just progressively getting coming up with worse ideas right
0: (laughs) and so and and part of it too is like uh, Cyborg and Ronnie like you know, being super like into each other and like you know thinking their relationship is a great idea, yeah. Which is a red flag <laughs> yeah. when that's your dumb idea, right? He's like, no, we work great together. Yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> yeah, and then it eventually leads down to uh, Cyborg convincing himself that he can perform surgery on her. Oh yeah, okay, right. he's going he's basically gonna basically rip into her body and yeah. try to
0: rip out her spine. Yep. Yeah, not like, a no, great this, idea. This will be a great idea. Yeah, <laughs> um, but we also do get some backstory on uh, what happened with the painting too. Yep, because the uh, they go into the painting to like where Mister Nobody and uh, the Beard Hunter were, mm-hmm. and Mister Nobody is gone, which is like a,
1: a mystery that's left with yep. uh, that we're left with in the season, which is kind of cool. And they they do make like a meta joke. I know that's like it's cool, but at the same time it's also basically just means that it was a scheduling thing and that's that's kind of i mean it could have been either i mean yeah it could have been a joke it could have been somewhat serious who knows yeah because
0: there's like a thing that comes up it's like where where's uh mr nobody oh he he got another job at another uh tv show yeah and the shows like harley quinn coming up soon yep because uh, he plays the joker in that show we talked about it he's yeah, great yeah. in that um but we do get the beard hunter. He shows up again because mm-hmm. um, they're basically they're gonna hide in the painting from like the dumb people. Yeah, but the dumb people are already here. Like uh, Mr. Nobody is gone, but like the the um, the beard hunter
1: is like hiding from them. Yeah,
0: he's just been trapped in here, like
1: trying to like survive away from these dumb people. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so so we get a little bit of that. But I do wonder what happened with uh, with Mr. Nobody because we he he's gone. Like they they're setting something up here.
1: Yeah, like, I, mean, I would just assume he fucked off to like get his plans together. Right. I don't um, think he really cared about the beard. On <laughs> I, I still hope I
0: still hope they do that take where uh, because he's been in the painting so long his like motives have changed.
2: Oh yeah, for I, sure. I really
0: hope they do that and kind of turn him more into like the Mister Nobody that we read about a couple weeks ago, where he's like, I just
1: want to like make everything loopy. Yeah, I would absolutely love that. Yeah, oh my I, god, I was in a painting for a million years. Yeah, like if we got the fucking Mister Nobody for president storyline, I would be so. Oh, happy. that would be great. I yeah. would love that
0: so much. <laughs> um, so the Dumb Patrol episode overall was like a pretty good setup for that, and like we also we get introduced to Miranda being the primary in that episode too. Yep. So Miranda. Miranda has basically locked Jane away in the underground now that that whole shit with the candlemaker happened. Mm-hmm. And Miranda's like, "No, you're not. You're not going to be responsible enough for this. I'm going to handle things now." Yep. Um, which also sets up a mystery of like these personalities that keep going missing. Yeah. Uh, because Miranda is apparently what we're seeing st- stuffing them into the well. Yeah. And like killing personalities and slowly like killing them off
1: yeah she's very quick to just being like oh no they moved on don't don't worry about it don't worry about (laughs) it this is what the girl wants is this suspicious no (laughs) uh
0: and where we left cliff and uh and chief as well remember chief kicked him out of the spaceship he was gone uh but
1: uh cliff actually gets rescued by uh or picked up by his daughter yep um
0: oh no that's not
1: oh no he well he ends up like Basically, he just makes a long trek home, and he breaks down a couple times. But then, eventually, when he makes it back, he finds his daughters that are waiting at Doom Patrol Manor for
0: him. Right. So he's getting an olive branch here. Like his daughters finally like come to terms with what happened. I almost think that Chief said something to her.
1: Well, no, it, it, someone may. I don't know. I can't remember if it was the Chief, but someone mailed her a video. That's of what I mean. The, the Chief's video of like again all this have, shit. I think it was Chief. I that think it said was because yeah.
0: Chief is still tr- like, and I don't think it's for any good. No, reason. no, no. He's just trying to buy some like olive branches. Yes, like, like I mentioned before, anytime you think that Chief is doing something good, think again. Yeah, exactly. There's another reason. It's yep. always he's trying to, to like gaslight you, get you on his side, you know, make you think you were wrong the whole time. That's yep. always what his game is. Totally. And but it, so it's working here on Cliff because Cliff is like oh shit like you got the video you know the truth like uh, I, this isn't my fault like Cliff killed your mom like he, yep. he set me up for all this he put me
1: in a robot body for fuck's sake yeah like none of this is my fault yeah so his daughter's like holy shit I had no idea like this is fucked up like yeah like it's kind of a cool moment but at the same time Cliff is completely forgetting about that the chief ran off with of Dorothy to do god knows what right yeah. so he's just being distracted right now yeah, yeah. cause then yeah when, you, when we do find out what chief is uh, doing and taking Dorothy to is not good
0: yeah uh because he's working with kipling behind the scenes he like makes a call to kipling he's like you know what we encountered uh uh, you know out in outer space like it's too late like we can't save her like it's basically like execute order 66 yeah it's (laughs) basically
1: like his like primal objective this is like the last uh resort yep so kipling gets his like templars together he's like we got a job
0: to do like it's time like we got to kill the kid um, and so Niles, like, he's like, oh, I'm going to give her like one last wonderful day. It's Dorothy day. We can do whatever you want. Yeah. And, uh, which is like, cause it's hard to read that's what I have a hard time with chief in the show. I know I can't get a read on
1: him And a lot of it is just cause Timothy Dalton is such a good actor. That's what I mean.
0: <laughs> he's so fucking good. I like, know. the fact that he makes me almost think that chief might be okay. That he might care. That's a somewhat. testament to that actor.
1: Well, and it's, uh, it, I mean, I feel like what makes me more inclined to believe he has somewhat of a little bit of compassion is that in the show it's his daughter.
0: Yeah, so there is like uh, even if like it, even if he can't help it, there's yeah. like a biological part of him exactly. at the very least, totally that yeah. wants to protect Dorothy. Because yeah,
1: throughout this whole Dorothy Day, like he knows what's going down and Kipling, keeps like checking in, like, well, like is it time? He's like, no, like give me like a couple more hours. Like I, I just want one day, and then like the whole time, like you can see Chief is having a problem with it, and like yeah. you don't know for sure if he's going to go through with it, but. If you're going to take anything off the chief, like, you're going to expect them to do the shitty thing.
0: Yep. And th- there's a good part, a good scene that I like too, where, um, we like Dorothy's at like a gas station and like she's like uh she's panicking because she's uh she's having her period yeah. and she knows that like the candle maker is going to take that as a sign that she's a woman now yeah because
1: literally the scene before that happens kipling is talking with uh the chief and the chief is like pleading with kipling saying like no like she'll she's still a little girl like she'll always be just a little girl and then right after it's like oh well this is her first step to becoming a woman yep. like things are not and, going well and
0: there's a like, uh, doom patrol is really good at just like uh having random like he, just normal human characters be really good great
1: dude this woman was straight up like the goat mom of all time yeah
0: because she shows up and she like realizes Dorothy's in there with no like female help at all it's just like this old man who's like a this old boomer outside who's not gonna help her (laughs) yeah exactly yeah and so uh and she's telling her like oh don't worry like you know old men are like that are all all the same like they don't understand they don't want to understand and he doesn't even want you to grow up like he wants you to be a little girl forever
1: yeah she pulls out like the best line like saying like like yeah like i was scared when i had mine but like uh and people said like you know it could have been a bad thing but i always saw it as like my red badge of courage Mm -hmm. and it's like this woman is just amazing because like if a different scenario happened where it's just some old bag who hates the world is just like oh you got your period like then now life's gonna go downhill and then dorothy just spirals into like an even deeper depression
0: right because dorothy this is like the only uh besides i guess rita super and jane super recently it's like the only other woman she's ever met yeah you know what i mean the only other person in her life life has been Chief and Danny yep that's it yeah that which Those is are crazy the only
1: people she knew for like a hundred years well and like Mr. Spider and everyone else in her oh, head oh sure like yeah <laughs> her, her old friends sure. yeah yeah I
0: don't think they're like
1: teaching her lessons oh no shit. they don't know how to teach her how to be human
0: yeah and so, like that's like a part where like she gains like a lot of her independence because this woman is like uh, one one thing that I think helps uh, Dorothy here too is when she tells her like don't don't tell like your dad what's going on like he's not gonna understand yeah it's he doesn't gonna... he doesn't want you to grow up keep it to yourself and just be your your own woman yep uh, and so that's kind of the part where Dorothy's like like maybe Chief is wrong like he doesn't want me to grow up maybe that's his maybe that's his fuck up yep uh, maybe I should just be me you know yep totally. Um and so like when, when Chief is like, you know, done giving her the day at the carnival, um, that's when the candlemaker shows up. He's like, No, it's my time, like we're rising now. And so like the whole like the whole carnival's going to shit, Kipling's too late. Um and like the it, it's the Armageddon start. start yep. <clears throat> the Armageddon starting. Or the the mental Armageddon. Yeah, the psychic Armageddon. Psychic
1: Armageddon.
0: Uh but the psychic Armageddon looks a lot different in the show. I like the way they did it though, it's <laughs> yeah. kinda of funny. Um because the finale that we just watched, uh this was like the most fun scene we've had, uh, uh, for, like, the the candle maker fights. Yeah, yeah, totally. Like, the Candlemaker could have been, like, a very simple, like, the the finale and a lot of other shows would have been, like, we gotta give him the punchy.
1: Yeah, big, the big cannon. group
0: battle. Yeah, yeah, boom
1: cannon. Like, Cliff throws a car at him. Yeah, like, Rita uses like that. her new
0: tangly powers. Yeah, she
1: gets one tangle punch in, like, Yeah.
0: But no, this is Doom Patrol we're watching, so things have got to get weird. Yep. So uh, when they show up at the carnival, everyone's, like, covered in wax, and Kipling's the only one still alive. And Kipling's walking around, he's like, oh, the Candlemaker's free, you're all fucked. (laughs) He's just sitting there having a drink, just
1: like, oh, you finally got here, huh?
0: And they're like, oh, what, like, the Candlemaker, isn't she just one of Dorothy's, like, imaginary friends? Like, you're worried about, like, one of her imaginary friends? He's like, oh, no, not one of her imaginary friends. (laughs) Yeah. One of ours. Yep. (laughs) So, like, they're literally all getting attacked by their own personal imaginary friend from their childhood, which yep. is a pretty... That's a really cool idea.
1: Yeah, it's hilarious. Because Kipling's is just like this old puppet from like the 20s. <laughs> yeah, it like comes up behind the bar from him and he's just like, it's standing right behind me, isn't it? And then it just hits him over the head with a freaking stick. Listen, we didn't have a lot of TV back in my day. <laughs> right, like, give me a break. And like some of them are
0: really great, like... um Rita's, we talked about it at the beginning of the episode, yeah, yeah. It's
1: fucking terrifying. Yeah, it's like a weird cutout she made when she was a kid. and she, Out of magazines? She, yeah, yeah like, and then she had taken a picture of her mom and cut out the eyes and used those as the eyes, which is very... That's the creepiest part. That's very creepy. Yeah, it's <laughs> like,
0: oh, I have your mother's eyes. You cut them out because you always loved your mother's eyes. Right. Like, oh, uh, yeah, make it just, stop. Just add an even creepier layer onto it. And, uh... Uh, Vix is um, like this old cowboy that looks like his dad
1: yeah he's, he's like I'm the yeehaw cowboy I'll <laughs> agree with whatever yeah.
0: you say Vic because you're always right and you need me to root you on yeah because
1: like, like he thinks he's having like a breakthrough because he's like trying to get him to you know kind of comfort him and tell him that like he hasn't totally fucked up with Ronnie and everything oh else. yeah we forgot
0: to mention that Ronnie uh, oh. kill, killed one of the people like at her program like a government official like assassinated him
1: yeah because on the way with the whole dumbatro with the Uma people or whatever because their whole thing was harvesting this jelly which yeah. gave him powers so Ronnie ended up stealing some of the jelly and ate it and it cured her and gave her powers that's kind of what we're like that the uma jelly
0: she ate i missed that part it was the uma jelly i thought it
1: was something from like her black ops no they did it super like the end of the that episode i mean like she takes like a pocket of the uma jelly oh yeah yeah
0: so she gets like super strength and shit like she goes to kill that that senator or whoever he was
1: yeah someone involved with whatever program whatever black
0: ops part she was part of yeah Yeah. and so cyborg shows up and cyborg's like you know he's he's the only superhero of the group he he views things in black and white yeah so he's like no you killed a man like that's a crime like you got to go to jail. Yep. And Ronnie's like, no, this is bigger than that. Like, you're not gonna arrest me for this. This is bullshit. Mm-hmm. And like, and he's like, no, we're done. Like, I can't live with a killer. Yep. Uh, and and uh, Ronnie uh, and him like fight and they do and Vic like just is gonna let her go. Like, yeah. he doesn't want to fight her. Pretty much. And and Rita kind of does the same thing. She shows up in like her beekeeper. Uniform. <laughs> yeah. Um. Just yeah. She totally backs down. Um. What I'm hoping they do with the Rita thing is like. She's getting the idea she wants to be a superhero right now. Mm-hmm. So like the beekeeper is like her plan A. Like that's like what she wants. That's what she thinks she wants to be. Yeah, exactly. What I'm hoping it comes next is like that uh the classic Rita superhero outfit. Like the red the red and white uh dress or whatever. Oh, right. Like the the classic Doom Patrol outfits, kinda like what we saw in uh, uh the season season one finale season one. Yeah. 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 Because um, I think that's like what her super—if she wants to be a superhero, that is. Like that's her. She already has a superhero outfit. That's what it is.
1: Oh, totally. Yeah. So I'm
0: wondering if that's what we're gonna see when she finally does have like full control of her powers.
1: Yeah, we actually do get uh, like a Rita and uh, Vic like montage, like the Steel and Stone was. It was—it's kind of like a James Bond theme one. It, it's pretty funny, but it's nowhere. Nothing will ever stack up to Steel and Stone. Yeah, that,
0: that one was a little. I like the Steel and Stone one a little bit better. Oh, yeah. but they were both good. Yeah, yeah. I like the the stylistic breaks. It's almost like doing a music video in the middle of your episode. Which yeah, I'm all
1: for. It. Oh, totally. No, they're <laughs> great. anytime. Yeah. Yeah. Totally.
0: Um, but yeah, the way it wraps up is all a cliffhanger, like we talked about. They all, oh, we, we forgot to mention Cliff's imaginary oh, yeah. friend, which Cliff's is the best. Yeah, Cliff's imaginary part.
1: friend is the best. <laughs> because it's like uh, when when Cliff was a kid he went to Bible camp one summer and so his imaginary friend is like a rock and roll like teen Jesus (laughs) that was the funniest part because everyone has this imaginary
0: friend who's like terrifying or even just a little ominous and then we're like who's Cliff gonna have who's his imaginary friend and he turns around Jesus (laughs) yeah and it just starts kicking the shit out of him (laughs) I'm Jesus boom (laughs) because it's it's just Cliff's imagination of what Jesus would be
1: yep and
0: like even he's like
1: well no it's totally because I I fucking had grew up in this shit uh, going to like Bible camps like this where they they play like contemporary christian rock and they're like see jesus is cool oh, so like it's totally it's basically the personification of that idea oh i,
0: I didn't pick up on that that's oh totally it. yeah <laughs> that's, that's cool. totally it yeah so it's like you go to a bible camp and they're like look jesus likes rock music yeah exactly <laughs> so
1: it's like punk jesus and it starts beats the shit out of him look jesus said ass he's cool <laughs> yeah, he said hell oh my god he's cool uh, yeah, so,
0: like, he's getting his ass kicked by Jesus, and, like, there's parts where, like, Jesus, like, Jesus himself is like, Jesus, he's like, can you say that? <laughs> oh, I don't know. <laughs> well, I just did. He's like, you know what it's like to have a deadbeat dad. He's always looking over you, and Jesus is like, huh, yeah. I, I think I do. <laughs> <laughs> So those those parts are great. And oh the, yeah. Even the candlemaker has a funny line too, because right when the candlemaker is revealing himself to be evil, yeah. Each imaginary friend is like this terrifying transition into being the candlemaker. Yeah, it's horrifying. And like where their uh, their eyes will start to glow. Yeah. But when it happens to Jesus, it's like hilarious. Because <laughs> like, he looks at Cliff and the eyes go. He's like, one more thing. I'm not Jesus. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> and just fucking body. Like it's supposed to be terrifying, but I'm right. like, oh my god. <laughs> yeah, it's hilarious. <laughs> um. So the Doom Patrol, as far as we know, as far as we're going to leave them in season two, are out of commission. His whole body rolls apart into pieces. Yeah,
1: like his yeah, his head ends up just rolling like on the ground and like smashed a bits. Yeah, and I mean I'm not gonna count
0: Cliff out, give, no, especially no. given the story we just read where his brain gets yeah, smashed. Exactly. So like, yeah. Cliff can survive things. Yeah, he's definitely the most durable. But this is where Dorothy steps up too, because Dorothy, um, like, she's gotten this like, uh, she's gotten autonomy now. She's broken. She's not just gonna do whatever Chief tells her to do, because Chief yep. is telling her just come here. Like, I have this neurotoxin. I'm gonna stab you with, and I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> yeah. And then that'll end the world. Just come here and trust me. Yep. And Dor- he's like no I don't think I will yeah <laughs> I don't think
1: I'm gonna do that yeah cause this whole time she's been having these weird like uh, just mini trips where with her mom she keeps seeing her mom and, yeah. and her mom keeps telling her like it's time like, she, like you're ready you, you can't ignore it anymore like, and, like, you need
0: to be a woman like this is your right of initiation in our culture yeah Yep,
1: and like at first I kind of got the hint where it was like her mom was like saying it was time to release the Candlemaker like her whole thing was to like be the harbinger that's how they play it at first that's how they play it but yeah. then it ends up she like gives her these like red moccasins and like, add, like a spear the red slippers whatever. yeah oh dude I just made yep. that connection that's their take on
0: the red slippers Dorothy's Holy red shit. slippers god yep.
1: damn <laughs> um, so odd uh, uh,
0: we'll her mom shows up and it's like no it's oh, yeah. time and all the b- no the best part the is her
1: mom gives her the boots and then she hands her a spear and Dorothy's like no I can make my own yep. and then she like uh, conjures like this huge staff like Psylocke yeah, yeah. literally like it, it's the coolest
0: moment it's like, it's like no I have full control of my powers now mom shing <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's amazing and then she's like no time to go do battle with the candlemaker and goes
1: into the fire well like, no uh, well then the candlemaker comes out and literally grabs her and rips her into the fire yep the, they're going to the astral plane to do battle yeah i'm imagining like a legion like professor
0: x kind of battle oh it's for like sure yeah like a psychic battle of the wits
1: yeah i'm sure it would look great
2: yeah <laughs>
1: it's a cliffhanger oh yeah it's, it's a, a cliff steel hanger i mean like i i want to have a lot of optimism that we're going to get a season three but i just i don't know yeah i mean i
0: guess in, in tv you never know but yeah. it, listen if titans can get a season three Hopefully, let's hope. Yeah, come on, let's really. If we hope. have any faith in like the executives of TV to make decisions, like Doom Patrol, I don't know this for sure. I don't know the numbers, but I feel like it's more popular than Titans. Oh, I, but I mean- I'm probably wrong. I don't know. It's definitely it's more better- talked about. It's definitely better reviewed. Yeah, it's more talked about. Like, it shows up, like, if when you look at, like, TV reviews, people oh, are like, yeah. Doom Patrol's on. Watch this shit. Exactly, yeah. So it's like, I don't understand how Titans, more people can watch. I mean, I understand it. It's Titan- a bigger brand. Yeah, it's the brand. Yeah, yeah. It's like, ooh, Robin's in it. Exactly. He says, fuck Batman. Yeah, he's a badass. So if that gets a season three, I swear to fucking God, this one better get one <sighs> too. Yeah, I really hope so. Yeah, but that's where we leave it for now, so, yeah. uh... It'll it'll be Dorothy versus the Candlemaker when we pick it up next, whenever yep. that seems to happen. So we'll see. Um, but that'll bring us to the end of our Doom Patrol coverage. We we got a bulky little series in here, so I, I'm glad we got to go back to one of these longer ones, so we can dig into something for a while. Oh yeah, definitely. Because um, you can get like like we were able to, even though we skipped a lot. Like we got so, we got three long stories, like introducing to a lot of the stuff we got in season one, and then we got yep. to cover the Candlemaker stuff. so yeah, we wouldn't totally. have been able to dig into that unless we took a little bit of time to. Set aside for that, but I mean, what are we gonna do? It was the only adaptation going on <laughs> yeah. for 2020 at all. Exactly. We might, we like, we're well suited to take advantage. I'm still waiting to do that five part Wonder Woman series. I can't wait. I had it planned forever. <sighs> I know. I was it's... like, we're gonna sit down, we're gonna do Wonder Woman for five <laughs> weeks straight, and it's gonna be a fucking blast. Nope. <laughs> fucking yeah. Nope. I mean, hopefully someday. The movie's slated for October second, but you'd be a fool to believe it.
1: Yeah. I, I, I just feel like. Unless it gets released digitally, we're
0: not going to get it for at least no, a year. I or two. think if anything gets released, if New Mutants doesn't get released digitally, nothing will.
1: Well, you heard about um, Mulan, right?
0: Yeah, that is, you're right. That is because I've, I've
1: heard rumors that Mulan is, they're officially, they're definitely releasing Mulan digitally for $30. I
0: mean, that makes sense. Which, if, if they're trying to make it cover, like, ticket prices. Economical,
1: yeah. yeah. So, and the word or root, ru- this isn't official, but the rumor is that if Mulan does well, like, Economically, then, um, uh, what is it? Uh, Black Widow or New Mutants could possibly be. Nice. I
0: honestly, I don't think that's an absurd price if you split it between the. I would pay
1: thirty dollars for New Mutants. Well, because especially consider you're probably going to gather people around to
0: watch it. Oh yeah, you can totally. Split the cost. Yeah, totally. Like I, I would pay thirty for Wonder Woman. I'd, I or I'd pay thirty for New Mutants. I'd surely pay thirty for Wonder Woman.
2: Oh yeah. Um, well, Wonder
1: Woman. Well, that's DC, so we're not gonna get that probably. But yeah, I
0: guess it depends on what the precedent is set. Yeah, but we could get Black
1: Widow, New Mutants.
0: Because what was that movie that got released digitally recently, where everyone thought it was gonna be like the end of
1: like physical releases? It was like a kids movie, like a kids animated movie. Yeah, like, that Trolls movie. Yeah, it and was then trolls. there was another one. There was a live act. Well, I mean, if you want to count that Andy Samberg one, or what? not Andy Samberg, the the Pete Davidson one. Oh,
0: and there was also the um, the interview that was released digitally. Was Be- it? Yeah the the set the one where we're like oh we back- gotta we gotta oh, kill Kim yeah. Jong Un yeah you're totally right because they because all the studios like you know bent they the to North it. Korea yeah 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 they, they, and they, they were like no North Korea mad we can't release the movie they and want to like, fuck it. I guess we gotta put it up online yeah so if, if if that if that's all it takes to get a movie put online surely a pandemic can do it Come oh on. yeah Come for on. sure
1: what? I want to see these fucking movies yeah I mean I, <laughs> we're definitely not gonna get Tenant that's for sure
0: because of this because there's no current adaptations to cover I'm just gonna ignore that star girl is happening we're going to pretend that that's not (laughs) an adaptation that's actually happening that we very well could be covering but fuck jeff johns fuck him so who cares yeah yeah um but we're actually going to do next week is uh we're going to start a two-part x-men series um we mentioned this on the discord i I broke the news there so everyone on on the the discord for the podcast already knows again if you want to join the discord all you have to do is join the one dollar
1: level on patreon that's all you got to do and talk to the invisibles about me (laughs) (laughs)
0: yeah or talk 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 to to the invisibles (laughs) about me (laughs) Yeah, let him know. Eric, I've been meaning to talk to you It's been about a long week. I've been meaning to talk to you about your breaking reality. <laughs> you think the Invisibles are real? I know. They are real, damn it. No, It's slipping through. Th- quit trying to unlock my mysteries. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're a keysmith. <laughs> All right, well, we're going to cut back next time. i got to unlock Eric's head. Oh, yeah. Wish me luck. Yes. Oh, wait, wait. I didn't even mention what we were doing. Oh, yeah. yeah next week, we're doing X-Men. Yeah, uh, Dark Phoenix. Dark Phoenix. Now join us Claremont. next
2: time. Claremont. Cool.
0: Is that what a Phoenix sounds like?